Hey everyone, this is Sebastian, and this is your Meanwhile in Canada News Briefing. On a very special Pi Day edition of Meanwhile in Canada, I want to begin first uh, with uh, a not-so-Canadian-centric uh, piece of news, but something rather important. Uh, last night, or in the early hours of the British morning, uh, we lost a uh, theoretical physicist and uh, uh, incredible mind, Stephen Hawking. And uh, it was a, it's a sad loss, uh, even not being, you know, that connected to physics myself or even math um, a man of science we lost a man of science we lost a bright mind and um, and you're gonna see a lot of tributes coming out about him um, about all the wonderful things he said all the wonderful things that he found and um, I'm seeing some great editorials already of, of him leaving his wheelchair him joining the cosmos him reuniting or, or or stepping into among the greats you know and Galileo and Einstein and Sagan and blah 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 um, beautiful stuff beautiful stuff uh, but um, I'm also seeing some of the stuff uh, some of the, uh, the, the the words that he said about about about, uh, about family about the universe and he said that the universe is isn't worth living unless you're with your loved ones and that that's pretty pretty powerful and you know people are going to elevate him there to revered status, and there is one uh, little story that I that I've I, I saw a long time ago, and then I want to leave with you. And uh, it was uh, this is known as the uh, Thorn Hawking Preskill Bet, made in 1975 uh, between uh, physics theorist Kip Thorne, Stephen Hawking, and John Preskill on the other side. And I'll just read to you how, what, how it goes. Uh, an older bet from 1974 about the existence of black holes was described by Hawking as an insurance policy of sorts. This was a form of insurance policy for me. I have done a lot of work on black holes and would all be wasted if it turned out that black holes do not exist. But in that case, I would have the consolation of winning my bet, which would win me four years of the magazine Private Eye, which is a satirical... Uh, current affair news magazine uh, printed in the UK, founded in 1961, uh, apparently still in publication. If black holes do exist, Kip, Kip Thorne, will get one year of penthouse, and I don't need to tell you what that is, do I? When we made the bet in 1975, we were 80% certain that Cygnus X1 was a black hole. By now, I would say that we are about 95% certain, but the bet has yet to be settled. That's from Stephen Hawking's book, A Brief History of Time, from 1988. In the updated and expanded version of A Brief History of Time, Hawking states, Although the situation in Cygnus X1 has not changed much since we made the bet in 1975, there is now so much other observational evidence in favor of black holes that I have conceded the bet. I paid the specified penalty, which was a one-year subscription of Penthouse, to the outrage of Kip's liberated wife. So, th there you have it, folks. Um, a human. A man. A man who makes bets over Penthouse porn subscriptions. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. You'll be missed. Via CBC News Calgary, Wolf Dog Sanctuary at capacity in part due to breeders, Game of Thrones popularity, manager says. A sanctuary for wolf dogs in southern Alberta is at its limits and they are hoping people will think twice before buying one from a for-profit breeder as interest is driven by part by pop culture representation. It's people doing it so they can make a profit out of it, Alex Harris told CBC News. Uh, 
It's not that they make very good pets, it's that people want something that is cool and they can brag to their friends. They don't understand that there are challenges that come with that, and there's a reason that wolves and dogs are not naturally breeding. So Harris is the manager at Yamnuska Wolf Dog Sanctuary, about 40 kilometers northwest of Calgary. The sanctuary is full with 23 permanent residents in seven enclosures, and last year they reached their capacity. Uh, within a month, they had about five animals that came in. Uh, so a, a lot of a lot of wolf wolf dogs. Um, some wolf dogs with low wolf content can be adopted in some cases, but others with more wolf DNA do not make good pets. So. Um, be, you know, between the the popular of Game of Thrones, which I believe was also filmed in Calgary, some some scenes with the wolf dog uh, were were filmed here. Uh, so people see it and they want their own. Everybody wants a wolf dog now. So I don't know what to do about that. Um, basically, what they're saying is don't uh, don't buy wolf dogs. Uh, you never know what you're gonna get. Buyer beware. Um, and and people are just letting them loose or they're sending them to the sanctuary and the sanctuary is full even if you like game of thrones you don't need a wolf dog that's bottom line via cbc news nova scotia carlton the campus cat gives smu the warm fuzzies Carlton the Cat is enjoying the kind of university experience most of us can only dream of. He drops in on classes when he feels like it, doesn't have to worry about tuition, and is without a doubt the most popular student on campus. The friendly feline lives near St. Mary's University and started regularly showing up to classes last fall. Most days, he saunters down the hall, pokes his paw into a classroom or two, then stretches out for a catnap. The four-year-old cat even ran for a spot on SMU Student Union. His election campaign made news in the U.S. and as far away as Russia but Carlton never lets the attention distract him from his studies. After all, he remains committed to being the first cat in his family to earn a university degree. He comes to my classes all the time and I just get so happy, said fellow student Marissa Wiles. I think he owns the school. Carlton never sticks around one class for too long. I say he's like the littlest hobo. That's definitely a Canadian reference right there, hey? Like, he comes in and says, good morning, hello, how you doing? Then he goes on his way said Tara McKinney, a photographer who snaps photos of the cat. Student Kate Elliott often keeps track of Carlton's whereabouts on the SMU Twitter account and says he can make it from one end of the campus to the other. Whenever the students see him on campus, they just open the door for him and he goes from building to building. Sometimes you will even see him in the library, said Student Union President Osama Nasrallah. Uh, students and staff joke that the campus cat is studying the feline arts. Or maybe he's preparing for a career as a therapist, given his innate ability to put his fellow students at ease. Not long ago, an engineering student was about to walk into an exam and was having trouble focusing. A couple of minutes with Carlton, and he was good to go, said Heather Haroon, who works at the registrar's office. That's what Carlton does, he said. He just has his moment with you, and then he's off to new adventures. So maybe there's a place for, you know, um, therapy cats in universities and colleges or in high schools or basically anywhere where people might be stressed out. Um, as long as you're not allergic, right? Uh, but yeah, that's uh, SMU in Nova Scotia, and that's Carlton the Cat. I never went to college. I went to night school. I could have used the cat. I mean, I had one, but I could have used one while I was working. Via the Huffington Post, Flat Earth Conference coming to Edmonton this summer. Canada has hit an interesting milestone. Edmonton will be hosting the country's first Flat Earth Conference. Yes, you read that correctly. 
History will be made in Canada this year, and Edmonton will be put on the flat map. Look forward to seeing you all there, according to the Facebook post for the Flat Earth International Conference Canada. The event at the West Edmonton Mall in August features speakers from all over the flat Earth, as opposed to the globe. Uh, well, you guys know what flat earthers are, what they represent. Um, uh, Robbie Davidson, an Edmonton native who was organizing the conference, told Global News he thinks a lot more people believe in the conspiracy than many realize. A lot of science has moved away from what science is supposed to be. It's very theoretical. What experiment do you actually do to prove the curvature of the Earth? He went on to explain that flat earthers are not anti-science. Tickets for the event range from 130 to nearly 300 bucks. Online access to conference sessions start at $28. And uh, even though a bunch of people have signed up, uh, even more have been have been lining themselves up to ridicule this. Uh, can you sign my globe? Is pizza a sphere? Um, will there be a meet and greet where I can get my globe signed? People are just being jerks. Uh, so I just uh, I want to leave you with with, with this. Um, Davidson is expecting more than 300 people to attend the conference, according to the Edmonton Journal. He told the newspaper that the conspiracy is about more than just the shape of the Earth itself. Hypothetically, hypothetically, if this is true, there's probably no greater lie. There's probably there probably is no bigger conspiracy. We're all being lied to by the upper echelon. Well, there you have it, folks. If you got nothing happening this summer and you want to go to Edmonton uh, and uh, meet people from all over the flat Earth, go check out the conference at West Ed. <laughs> Via Global News BC, BC driver fumes after he said he was overcharged at the pump twice in the same station. It's a case of deja vu for a BC driver that he said he was overcharged at the pump. Chris Bradford said the price display on the fuel dispenser kept charging his credit card when he finished filling up at the Petro-Canada station at Harris Road and Lowheed Highway in Pitt Meadows last month. The pump was charging me. I was not receiving my, any fuel, but my dollar value was going up, Bradford said. The Pitt Meadows resident captured this latest incident on his cell phone and estimated he was overcharged close to a dollar. This isn't the first time Bradford has contacted Consumer Affairs after being overcharged at the pump. In April 2017, less than a year ago, he was overcharged for gas at the same station. Bradford used his cell phone to record himself pulling out the gas nozzle as the pump continued to run, with the price jumping from $119.99 to $120.15. When I was watching it happen, the first thought through my mind was, I can't believe what I'm seeing. How can this happen twice? Bradford said because he said because he didn't bother to raise the matter with Petro-Canada this time because he received the runaround last time. Consumer Affairs reached out to Suncor Energy, which is Petro-Canada's parent company, and told uh, Measurement Canada, the federal agency actively monitors and actively monitors the marketplace to ensure regulations are being met. According to Measurement Canada in BC, 2% of gas pumps inspected in 2017 were found to be measuring inaccurately. Of these, 59% were found with measurement errors favoring the consumer, and 41% were found with measurement errors favoring the retailer. Bradford said he'll fill up at another pump from now on. Once was too many, twice is definitely too many. I will not be filling up or getting any product from this station again. So, fool me once, uh, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, Petro-Canada. Via CTV News Toronto, 
bedbugs found in Ryerson classroom after students complain of rashes. Ryerson University officials say they've relocated students from a classroom after several students spotted insects believed to be bedbugs roaming the desks. Stephanie Phillips said she was taking notes in a lecture in classroom 205 in the Victoria Building, located on the east end of Victoria Street, north of Dundas Street, on February 22nd, when she felt something strange on her hand. Ew. I felt an itch on my hand, so I looked down and saw this tiny reddish-brown beetle-type bug. I flicked it off and looked around for more. She said she looked on the side of the, her desk and found a large crack with several more of the same bugs perched inside. She immediately got up, moved to the other side of the class, and notified the school's facilities department when the lecture was done. Over the next four days, she said the bites led to swelling that spread across half of her hand. It was extremely irritating, definitely more irritating than any other bites I've had before. While the swelling eventually went away, Philip said she was concerned about the bugs moving out of the classroom. She was concerned that she was going to bring the bugs into her apartment. Uh, so, um... So they've contacted the CP24 Toronto contacted a microdachy of just bugs, which is a Toronto-based uh, pest control, with the images of the bugs they found in, in the classroom. And he called them well-fed bed bugs. Said that the insects in the image were easily identifiable. So here's where it gets kind of interesting. <clears throat> uh, Justin Chandler and Jacob Dubé, news editors with the student newspaper The Eye Opener, told CP24 that they collected a number of the tiny bugs from classroom 205 on Monday night. After we found these, we sent images of the bugs to exterminators and they all sent us back messages almost immediately saying yes, these are indeed bed bugs you have here. We managed to get five separate exterminating firms to confirm with us that these were bed bugs. So the students at the local newspaper did their own investigational reporting and came up indeed that it was bed bugs. So if anybody's trying to hide the bed bug problem at Ryerson, these guys cracked it. So, um... Meanwhile, the, the public affairs manager at Ryerson is, uh, said the school is in the process of confirming whether the insects found in Victoria buildings are bedbugs. They've received uh, anonymous complaints. They're doing follow-ups. Uh, she said the city investigates complaints about bedbugs in residential units to see if they present a public health hazard. While Toronto Public Health does not typically investigate complaints related to private residents and buildings, we may provide general advice and guidance on pest control if requested or investigate further if a health hazard is identified. Oh, this is such a gross story. Can you imagine having to go to school and being sitting in a pile of bedbugs? I mean, the cat at university sounds cool, but bedbugs, you know, sharing classes with you, they're not exactly comfort animals. Ugh. Meanwhile in Canada is your briefing for funny, strange, and odd news from the Great White North. Subscribe to get updated in what's happening in Canada. Meanwhile in Canada Briefing is a positive production of Hangar Cat Media.